Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brody Meyer, and this is WHBC Radio, where we interview unique business individuals and get a great insight into their lives. This week's guest is Michael Kaltemark, and he is the Director of External Relations at Butler University. He's probably more well-known as the handler of Butler's live mascot, Butler Blue the Third, or what most Butler fans like to call him, Trip. Michael has created an outstanding internet presence for both Butler and Trip, as well as helping to transform the incredible Butler brand. Michael is also a children's author and lives in Butler's apartment village with his wife Tiffany and his sons Everett and Miles. He's really just an all-around awesome guy, and I'm very pleased to share this conversation that we had. Please make sure to give him a follow at ButlerBlue3 on every social media platform if you have not already done so. Without further ado, here's my conversation with the man behind Butler's live mascot, the Wizard of Blue, Michael Kaltenberg. Hello, Michael Kaltenberg. Nice to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, we're going to get this started uh, with a rapid fire game. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm ready. Calling it um, like or dislike. And this is the Ooh. first time we're doing this, trying to spice up the podcast a little bit. That's a lot of pressure right <laughs> off the bat. Okay. <laughs> we, just want, we want people to hear kind of what your interests are from this. Um, so I'm going to say something, and then you got to say like or dislike. Okay, I'm down. All right, here we go. Sushi. Like. Twitter. Like. Bananas. Like. Darth Vader. Like. Facebook. Like. LeVar Ball. Dislike. Oh, uh, Princess Leia. Like. Spaghetti. Like. Chihuahuas. Like. Taco Bell. Like. Chicago Cubs. Like. Wow. Man. That was that's that's a, good a pretty good list. I just didn't <laughs> care for the balls. Uh, yeah. There was even some loves on that list. Sushi, okay. um, the Chicago Cubs. You know, basically anything Star Wars related, I'm gonna I'm gonna like. Even though you said Darth Vader, like, yeah, I was thinking I was gonna get a dislike. Ah, uh, you know, Anakin was kind of a whiny uh, character, but I still, you know, it's Star Wars, and I, you know, I, they're still good in Vader, and so <laughs> I like them. Yeah. Awesome, very cool. Go. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite sushi place in Indy? Well, um, it depends on sort of you kind of lump them in different categories and uh, if you're on if you're balling on a budget and you just want to have sushi and go ham then you go over to Broad Ripple and uh, you go to Watami and it's all you can eat about 21 bucks and it's actually decent it's pretty good like and you walk out out of there feeling miserable and it's it's great for 21 dollars and then um, you know if you want to step your game up a little bit and um, and maybe go for quality, then then I think you're looking at the likes of Sakura and um, uh, Tegri Bistro, probably be two of my favorites, but uh, I haven't been back to those very often because you can get all you can eat at Watami for 21 bucks. So That's uh, awesome. we, we do that quite a bit and stuff our faces, and so it's good. I'm heading that way. Yeah, Roderick Avenue, 62nd Street, just head right over, right next to the old uh, Boogie Burger. Beautiful. Okay, now that you're all warmed up. Okay. Let's dig in. Let's do it. You started out as a student at Butler University in 1998. Mm-hmm. What drew you to Butler University Man, when you were You did your research. For schools? Oh, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm an Indiana kid. I'm from Wabash, Indiana, so uh, middle of nowhere, middle north Indiana, farmland. Great place to grow up, um, but was happy to kind of move on. And um, 
looked at uh, six to eight different schools and uh, mostly in Indiana and could have got uh, a great education at any of them. Uh, my parents are public school teachers, so they're obviously proponents of higher education and they, and they made me visit all these schools, which was the best thing they could have ever done because um, it's like I tell prospective students that are interested in Butler now, and especially their parents, I say, you know, I take the dog to their house, Butler Blue the Third, the mascot, and I say, congratulations on being admitted to Butler. By the way, what other schools are you looking at? And they'll run through a handful, and I'll say, those are all great schools. No question you can get a good education at any of those. Have you visited campus yet? And because what I'm after is fit and feel. And so basically, there's a lot of great schools out there, and especially if you want to study something that's maybe more uh, mainline, like uh, business or um, education or um, something that's communications, something that's a bit more standard, not so niche, you can get that degree just about anywhere. And so uh, I think you got to go to a place that feels right, a place that you can thrive um, and that feels good as soon as you step, step foot on campus. And so that's what I tell people. That's exactly how it worked for me. Uh, visited a lot of places, a lot of beautiful campuses, and every time I came to Butler, it just felt right. And I came on like the rainiest days, like the worst days. Uh, and maybe that was good because it sort of um, veiled the beauty of campus and it brought out what was truly beautiful here in the, in the, in the people. So like the, you can't go outside and enjoy it. You were basically stuck in buildings and interacting with people. And what I found is th there's some really genuine great people at Butler and uh, maybe that's why it stood out and felt so good to me. Uh, but it was a decision I made, um, yeah, 20 years ago. And it's probably been one of the better decisions of my life. I'm still here because of it. And so it's been great. I love that you say that. It's uh, the genuine people in that feel is definitely something that brought me here as well. Mm -hmm. um, when it was time to look for a job, so you're getting ready to graduate, what kept you here at Butler? Besides the people, was there something that... I know you kind of already jumped Yeah, so when I came here, I was an elementary education major, and uh, I think I got that from my parents um, being uh, educators, and by that point in my life, 18 years, it's been spent mostly institutionalized in schools, and I seemed to enjoy it, and so I thought I wanted to be a teacher, and finished, uh, well, I didn't even get all the way through my sophomore year, and sort of had a a panic attack or a breakdown. I was like, I don't know that I want to be, uh, this is actually what I want to do for the rest of my life. And uh, the beauty is college is a great place to figure that out. And so I switched majors to uh, journalism and public relations, which now would be called something like Stratcom, but um, jumped over to the, the communication side, which is right up my alley. And I found a fit right away. And it was, I was sort of off and running at that point. And what I thought I wanted to do was uh, racing PR, so motorsports, auto racing, and specifically IndyCar. And so I had gotten an internship with Newman Haas Racing and um, just loved it and even had two job offers in racing before I graduated my senior year. Uh, one in, in CART or Champ Car, which is no ceased to exist. They finally merged back with IndyCar. Um, and then a team that was racing in that series as well. So I had two opportunities. Um, this is, this is what I went to school for. This is my passion. This is my dream. It's, it's laid out right before me. And then I would say I had sort of a God moment. Again, um, I, I think this was based on feel and sort of defied all logic because jobs aren't good jobs. Jobs you want aren't always easy to come by. And here I had two of them. And, and I had the, 
the sort of gall to say thanks but no thanks. Um, and it, I think that was hard for people who, who knew me to sort of understand, like, has this guy lost his mind? Uh, this is exactly what he set out to do, and now that he has it, he's, he's saying no. And I just felt like God was speaking to me and saying, um, yeah, you can do that, but I'm, I'm lead, pushing you in another direction. Um, and that doesn't always happen in life, that, that sort of clarity from, from a higher power, but I felt like I had it then. Um, and for me, it was, um, racing is pretty volatile. It's fun, it's sexy, it's attractive, but gosh, it, it doesn't offer the stability uh, that you'd like. And it, it, it's also, um, it's a bit of a grind. I mean, it's like joining the circus. You're on the road a lot. And so I just didn't feel like it was conducive to stability and conducive to maybe someday raising a family. And uh, I was, um, I think I was soon to be engaged at the time. And, and my wife, Tiffany, was getting ready to start grad school for physical therapy school. So certainly she would be busy studying for the next two or three years. I, I could definitely run off with the circus, but I just didn't feel like maybe our marriage would last if I did that. And so I thought better of it and um, put my eggs in the higher ed basket. So I'd been very involved at Butler, met a lot of great people, and I thought surely there'll be a position that opens up at Butler or, or in higher ed. I, um, I, I actually do like education, but maybe maybe not so much uh, in the classroom, maybe I need to be a part of um, the staff or the administration, the place that makes this thing go, and, and I can carve my niche there. And sure enough, there was a job that came open um, uh, in the development office, and I had worked there as a student worker part-time, like licking envelopes and, and doing things like that. And, um, and they said, hey, uh, we have an open position because, this is a long story, but you asked for it. So... Um, <laughs> The gal who was assistant director of annual giving, so the annual giving office sort of oversees um, annual gifts. So if you make a $25 donation to Butler, they'll hit you up again next year for the same $25 gift. And it's that group. This gal um, was engaged to be married um, to um, John Gross, former head coach at Ohio, Illinois, and now um, Akron, I think. Um, but uh, he left Butler with Thad Mata because he was on Thad's staff, uh, on the Butler men's basketball staff, to go to Xavier. And they were engaged to be married, so she wanted to follow him to Cincinnati. So the position came open. Uh, thank you, John Gross. And uh, so I filled that spot and um, started working for Butler there. And I knew that fundraising wasn't my passion. Butler was and higher education was. Um, so I wasn't crazy about being a fundraiser, but I was crazy about Butler, and so it worked, and I made it work for eight years until I could finally make the transition over to the marketing and communication side, which is where I've been ever since. Uh, fortunately, having the live mascot in between there helped me make that transition, um, and I and lo and behold, I also got to work in racing part-time some of those years, so it all worked out, um, and I've been very blessed uh, in my sort of professional experience since graduating. Well, I think everyone in this community considers ourselves blessed to have you here. So we're well, thanks. We're That's happy. High that praise. Thank stayed. you. As um as the handler of Trip, what's the best moment or favorite maybe favorite story you have with him? With Trip? Yes. Yeah. Oh boy. I mean, I or, think or Blue Two. Yeah. yeah. He, well, Blue Two. I think. You know, I will always remember getting that guy as a puppy and how surreal that was. You know, when I went to Butler, I thought, I, I want to get a bulldog someday. I'm all, I've always been a dog guy. And um, coming to Butler 
really attracted me to bulldogs. I'm like, I want to get one. I didn't know I'd get the but- Butler bulldog, <laughs> and uh, and so that was neat how that worked out. And then and I re- I'll never forget picking him up as a puppy and how we were sort of just figuring it out together. And it was just sort of surreal. I'm like, I have I'm responsible for the Butler bulldog. I got to raise this guy. Uh, super great memories. Super fun. I'll never forget that. And then of course the final fours, right? Uh, incredible experience. That dog punched my ticket to the final four. I got to ride his coattails and and uh, sort of see what it's like to be a real celebrity uh, in America, at least because he was for those uh, those weekends, and uh, that was pretty neat. So those are really great memories. And then with Trip, um, I mean, I I just his dude. He's he's so funny. He keeps us on our toes. And I'll, I'll never forget him throwing up on the court at Madison Square Garden just before one of the Big East tournaments, tournament games. Um, it, it, it was crazy. It was awesome. Uh, it, it is what it is. I mean, he's a dog. This, this is what they do. It didn't delay the game. I got it cleaned up. It was actually the greatest thing he's ever done because he sort of became an overnight sensation. Um, you know, you gain like a thousand Twitter followers overnight and he sort of... Everywhere we go now, someone's like, "Is this the dog that threw up at Madison Square Garden?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, it is," and he lived <laughs> to tell about it. So, uh, super fun memory. We definitely uh, can. We laughed about it then. We laugh about it now. It's it's good. Trips a cool, cool little pup. So we're gonna take a quick break from these questions. Excellent. And gonna test out another new segment. Oh. Um, I don't know how comfortable you I like these segments. This, but okay, okay, yeah. here we go. Okay, so. We call it the movie quote prank call. Oh, uh, man. I know you're a big Nacho Libre fan. Definitely. But, yes. But, I haven't watched it in a while, but definitely a Nacho okay. Libre fan. So, do you have a favorite quote from that movie? Or do you have another favorite quote from a different movie? Oh, gosh. We quote Nacho Libre all the time around. My oldest son, Everett, he's seen it with me a couple times. I had to introduce him to it. And uh, so, we there was a while there where we like watch it all the time. My wife hated it. Uh, although I think she likes the movie, we just kept watching it too much and then quoting it. Um, you know, we, <laughs> I'll, I'll stop him in the store. Because uh, there's this part in the movie where Jack Black's character, Nacho, is, he's, trying to, he's trying to impress this nun. And he sort of like takes her out on a date. And uh, I know that sounds, doesn't make any sense. And uh, he's supposed to be staging this fight with his friend, um, Esteban or Escalito or whatever, and his friend is late to sort of um, attack him because they're going to have this fake fight where Jack Black's character wins and he looks macho in front of the nun, and instead it's these two guys minding their own business, and Jack Black grabs the nun and goes, I don't like the way those two guys just looked at you, and so I always grab Everett in a store and I'll say, I don't like the way those two guys just looked at you. And, uh, or during that same scene, he, Jack Black makes this funny move and he's, he's wearing these clothes. He's like, these are my recreation clothes. We say that. I mean, there's a song at the end called Incarnacion. I know it word for word. We sing that. I mean, gosh, we probably, we probably quote it way too much at our house. Um, but yeah, I love that one. Love it. Okay. So what do I have to do here? All right. So we have to pick a random person. In your phone. No. In your contact. No. <laughs> Call him up, and the only thing you can say is that quote. And that's it. You can explain it to him later, but just throw in a little something at him. Okay, so we got to think of a better quote if I'm going to call somebody. 
And we should, I, I feel like we should call one of your, your roommates. Let's do it. A fellow Nacho Libre lover. I mean, I think this guy, Kevin O'Brien, likes this movie more than I do. Definitely. And so he, yeah. he, I think would it will be good. I, I think he won't even be bewildered if he hears this. I think he'll probably just break out in laughter. So I think that's who we should call. I'll put it on speaker. Perfect. Here we go. I'm nervous. This is going to be fun. Do you remember that one time when everyone was shouting my name and I used my string to read my blouse? Yeah, and then I saw them knock you unconscious. All right. <laughs> yes! Yes! He <laughs> got the next line, Kevin O'Brien, for the win. <laughs> Kevin, I'm doing, a, I'm doing a podcast with Brody right now. And Brody was like, I want you to call somebody and do a line from Nacho Libre. And I was like, oh, man, such pressure. So then I even, like, I froze. I couldn't even think of a good line. So then I had to go to the interwebs and find a line. And I was like, you know who we should call is the the other biggest Nacho Libre fan at, at Butler University, Kevin O'Brien. And I read the line, and you deliver the next line that verbatim. Perfect. Well done. Kevin, well done, Kevin O'Brien. Yeah, well done. Kevin, you're currently on the podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I need to take this moment to ask for your permission to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. You're going to have to make him dinner tonight, but he's, yeah. he's on. All right, Kevin, we're going to let you go. Thanks for playing along. No problem. Thanks for the call. All right, see you, buddy. See ya. And that was Movie Quote Madness, featuring Michael Kaltenmark and Kevin O'Brien. Now, let's get back to the interview. So, you have created this tremendous social media presence for Butler University. For marketing students and businesses around the country, what do you think is the most important aspect for building you know, such a social media presence like this? Well, it helped that we were early adopters when uh, mediums like Twitter came out and, and when uh, organizations and entities started to uh, access Facebook and establish a presence there. And so we were sort of quick to get on that, especially with the dog. And so that helped just being first. Uh, now the, those mediums are so cluttered and saturated, it's, it's hard to stand out. But I think what works is sort of the, the tried and true attributes that we've always employed and that's you know you've got to be authentic you've got to be responsive you've got to be good listeners um, you got to be good at monitoring conversations and so we've tried to emphasize those uh, aspects and that's that has served us well um, so that we at least stand out amongst our target audiences and our our natural constituency, which would be like students, faculty, staff, alumni, prospective students. So I think um, we do a good do a good job with that. There's always room for growth. Like we always talk about how we can improve our social media game and get better at it and try different things. And that's the other thing. I think we're always open to new ideas. Like um, we don't really take this this thing for granted. Um, and so I think that sort of perspective on it has helped. Um, but we, you know, we're certainly not the best in the game. I mean, there's probably 
I could probably rattle off 20 other schools right now that do that I think do it better than us. And so um, that's good. There's good competition out there. It keeps us on our toes. It keeps us working at it. But um, I am pretty proud of what we've done, especially on the mascot side with, with giving the dog um, a persona and a voice on social media and how that's carried over to uh, represent the university as well. Um, it's, it gives the university a, a very warm, fuzzy... Uh, feel that that most universities would would kill for and we can do it via the dog and um, and so that's pretty unique it, it, it's and for us it's still very much on brand it's not it doesn't it doesn't feel like a departure uh, mm-hmm. from who and what Butler is and so we're we're very fortunate in that regard that we can leverage the dog to do that and the dog has a strong enough following and presence and sort of voice to to carry over beyond just being a dog that talks on social media like it, it's sort of representative of the entire place and our our students our alumni can identify with that voice and so it's super fun people say oh you're good at social media and I'm like no I got a <laughs> like four-legged marketing piece of gold right here like this is easy you just get up and you you channel a dog and um yeah it's super easy it's fun it's, so it's pretty evident around campus too you know everyone's following all the social media and when Trip comes through the door, it just lights up the room. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like the dude is like an instant icebreaker, mm-hmm. and uh, he he does. He has a lot of charm. He 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 brings a lot of life to campus for sure. As you mentioned, I mean, you just walk down the sidewalk here, and people are like it's Trip, and people ask to get a picture, and that's and we're happy to oblige. But even in um, I'd say stuffier situations, you know, boardrooms and things like that, this, you, you bring the dog in and. and People just let down their guard, adds a sense of levity, buys you a bunch of goodwill for Butler, and, uh, you know, you make the rounds and you head out and completely changes the demeanor of the room, right? And so, yeah, we, we totally know what we're doing. <laughs> Love it. We use it. Yeah. Yep. So I have one last question. Okay. Where do you see yourself in 10 years, and will Butler University play a large role in your future, as it has your whole life since college? So where do I see myself in how many years did you say? Ten. Ten years? And what was the second part of that question? Well, do you see Butler University playing a large role? Yeah. I mean, I kind of hope I'm here forever. And I don't know how realistic that is. Um, It seems to be a reoccurring theme in my family. Like, my parents got out of college and pretty much worked for the same school district their entire career. My oldest brother... um, had one job prior to the one he has now, so uh, he's been at his job for um, over 20 years. My my middle brother, um, he's had he's been with the same company since he graduated college, and then there's me, um, and so uh, loyalty and longevity and career sort of runs through the Caltonmark family. So I like to think uh, we make good good choices and uh we're, we're loyal employees and so I, I you know i could really see myself at butler for a long time you know as long as i don't wear out my welcome and as long as they'll have me i'm happy to to be here now i'm sure know, they'll be happy to have oh you, i don't know you know you never know you may fall out of favor or whatever but uh or i might get crazy ideas that don't jive with uh, what the leadership's thinking but um it's been a great run so far and i'd love to see it continue um this has been a place where um, I can grow and develop and I didn't see that happening on the racing side. You know, if I was a racing PR person, I think that'd be a fun gig, but then where do you go from there? Like 
you probably don't go from that job to like owning a team or even managing a team. So uh, the nice thing about Butler is a lot of room for growth and development and opportunity. I mean, I've been here, been employed, I don't know, however many years now, uh, 15, 16 years and held various different roles as I've uh, developed professionally and gained more experience. And, and that's been super fun. Kept, keeps it very interesting. Uh, right now I do community relations and government relations and external relations, which is a, is a great fit for me. And I enjoy representing Butler out in the community in that capacity. Um, but you know, I can see that developing into something else. And, and, um, you know, is there a spot for me to be a vice president at Butler someday or a president or something like that nature? Well, who knows? You know, I, I think this, the sky's the limit here, and that's sort of the uh, one of the great things about it, and I'm certainly passionate about it, and so I'm happy to continue to see where it takes me. Um, but I also know there's there's so many other opportunities out there. You never know who's going to call you one day and say, hey, we got an opportunity you can't refuse. And so... I'd like to keep an open mind about it, but boy, if the, if the stars align and everything works out and I can just uh, work a whole career at Butler, I wouldn't be mad at that either. So, you know, we'll take it one day at a time. Like, I know that sounds cliche, but that's, that's, that's what I'll try to get a win every day and uh, try to get base hits every day and, <laughs> and, uh, and then let, let things play out from there. And so I just can't believe it's, you know, 16 years has gone by like that. And I just can't believe... Uh, it's been 16 years. I don't, I feel, I, I feel like I just graduated. Um, and so it, it's, it's almost a surreal feeling, but here we are. And I love what I do. I still love, I love Butler more today than when I first set foot here. Um, and so that's good. So everything seems to be healthy. And so I'm just going to keep going and, uh, we'll see what happens. So I, you know, 10 years from now, I don't know, like, if 10 years from now I'm still doing the job I'm doing, that's not a bad thing. Like, no, I, I love my job. I love what I do. And if 10 years from now I'm a vice president or um, an executive director or something else at, at Butler, then that's probably great too. Um, so, you know, I, I, I tend to not think about it like that. I just, I tend to think about uh, more in the present and what needs to get done. Uh, this week and next week and the week after that, uh, and not so much about where I need to be in five years. I feel like God's got this, that if I do what I need to do now, that's going to take care of itself. And so that's sort of how I approach it. I really like that. And everyone loves you around here. I well, appreciate be, that. I think we stick around for a while. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, again, as long as you'll have me, I'll, I'll stay. But, you know, it's people like you, great students like you, uh, that make it all worthwhile. Like, at the end of the day, it's students like you that that give me a reason to be here and and make us want to keep making this place better. Um, I don't know if our listeners know this, but you lived across the hall from me what two years ago, uh -huh. and uh, so we got to know you uh, and the guys really well. And it was neat neat to see um, not only you guys as students, but then you guys as just just people who interacted with our boys and our dog and we'd share meals together and fellowship and just, um, that wasn't unique to you guys. Although I think, uh, the group that you had over there was pretty special. It was still representative of 
the people at Butler, especially the students. I mean, these pe- these students are industrious and they're passionate and they're they're authentic and very personable. And you just get that student after student, and you get a bunch of those. You get a you know four or five thousand of those together on one campus, and you get a really incredible place. And so, I mean, it's hard not to wake up and get excited for work every day. Like, it's an honor to do what I do and and to do it with great students like you. Thank you very much. Really yep. appreciate that. And. Yeah, it's been an incredible ride. Um, it's my fifth year now, and uh, I'm coming back. You know, I, I can't wait to see you here in 10 years. But <laughs> I'll be here. I'll get you a beer at homecoming. We'll Perfect. tailgate together. It'll be great. Sounds great. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Brody. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. My name is Brody Meyer, and this was WHBC Radio, brought to you by the FuseMe mobile application. For those of you who do not know, WHBC stands for We Hate Business Cards. Please check out our mobile application on the App Store called FuseMe. FuseMe is a business tool eliminating the business card while bringing back the human-to-human connection that we find ourselves missing in this era of social media. Thanks again for tuning in, and keep your eyes peeled for more podcasts. We have some great guests lined up for the following weeks. My name is Brody Meyer, and remember, we hate business cards. (laughs) 